Welcome to Talking Health Tech with Macadamian, where we explore the intersection of technology and healthcare. We've worked with many innovative companies to design and develop digital products that improve people's health. And we want to share all that we can to help people build better products. So let's get to today's episode. Um, so today we are bringing together our Senior Director of Healthcare Services, Lorraine Chapman, and our VP of Experience, Jennifer Frazier, to talk about how teams can optimize their product prototype for their business goals. And the concept that we're going to chat about today is applicable to really anyone creating products for healthcare today. This could be, you know, med tech vendors, digital health startups, even pharma companies who are innovating by exploring the software space. Uh, so Lorraine, I'll let you jump right into things by giving us a little bit of context for today's conversation. Sure. I mean, this is uh, definitely an appropriate conversation to be having at this time. I just wrote about how product managers are feeling pressured to make smart product investments. Um, and right now, businesses across healthcare are experiencing drastic changes. Many are feeling financial pressure, requiring them to make smart, strategic product investments and evaluate their current product line. So some are having to completely change how they do business and provide services shifting from in-person uh, operations to digital. Some health tech companies are emerging uh, out of new market opportunities or entering into a new market and they need to act fast to be first to market. Really though, regardless of their specific industry within healthcare, product managers are responsible for creating the solutions that will support their company's current business priorities. Uh, and they need to demonstrate product value or validate their product idea in order to get stakeholder buy-in and secure investment. And using prototypes is a great way to validate and de-risk product decisions early and quickly. Amazing. And Jen, maybe you can provide uh, a little bit of information on why prototyping is important to talk about and basically why people should be focusing on this or paying more attention to it right now. Yeah, absolutely. So as Lorraine just mentioned, uh, prototyping is a really great way to de-risk product or services during the development process. And the earlier you can create a prototype of your offering, the earlier you can get feedback from your target customers, from your investors, from your stakeholders. So the investment you make in prototype creation is actually a fraction of the cost of developing it if you're doing the full product or the service. So it allows you to get that feedback so you can iterate, you can revise, you can reposition, or depending on the feedback, you can even throw out <laughs> what you've done based on the feedback while you still have a relatively small sunken cost than you would have had if you'd waited further down the product development process to get that feedback. And um, what problems do you typically see with prototyping, like based on projects that we've worked on in the past, where are typically people going wrong? Well, so Jennifer just mentioned one, the second sunking cost of it. So a uh, problem we see is that um, many people start out with the expectation or assumption that the prototype is the product um, and that they can get 
that can that in itself can get them into trouble. So there's already an assumed value there. Um, they've spent time and money, and they're not really um, willing to to throw it out if if research shows uh, otherwise. So. Um, Another uh, instance is when people just want to jump right into the prototype. So yes, the prototype is a means of validation um, for those user requirements or feasibility or value proposition, but it doesn't mean you skip the steps of uncovering user requirements to inform uh, the prototype. So you really need to understand the big picture, go through that step of understanding the ecosystem, and that includes the context, stakeholders, other products and services that may impact how you position your uh, prototype. Um, and what you include in it, including identifying potential barriers to adoption. So you really wanna have a clear understanding of all of those things uh, before you start creating that um, prototype. And then when you get there, um, figuring out, okay, so what, what needs to be included? So sometimes clients come to us with their prototype and just want us to build from that because they uh, aren't willing to, to throw it away because they've already invested um, so much time and effort. But really, um, people make that assumption that prototyping is expensive and um, requires some element of development or coding, um, and, and it doesn't, right? All of these steps that we've just described can happen pretty quickly, um, and, uh, and we can go from there. So if these are some of the things um, that people are doing where they kind of veer off the path, I guess you could say, um, how can we approach prototyping differently so that people end up with a result that is more in alignment with their business objectives? So we have a tool that we use um, internally to help kind of get alignment on this. And I just, I just need everybody to imagine that we have a triangle <laughs> and at the top of the triangle, um, think about having the word functionality there. And functionality is really kind of means what's the breadth of functionality do you want to try and include in the prototype? And then in the bottom left-hand corner, we'll talk about durability. And in this example, durability really talks about whether or not this is actually working code behind the prototype. And then in the last corner, we're going to put, um, think about beauty. So um, how, how does it, how does a prototype appear? How does it look? Does it follow um, your existing branding guidelines? How um, kind of finessed is it in terms of its appearance? And so if you think about that triangle, and then we'll ask our clients to put a dot in terms of where do they think um, their prototype should be? Is it something that you know looks really fantastic? but maybe doesn't have a lot of the functionality in it. So it's down more towards the bottom right-hand corner. Or is it something that's really more of um, a technical proof of concept? So it's got like actual working code in it, but it's a really narrow slice. So it doesn't have a lot of the functionality and then very little time or effort is put into how it looks. So being able to have the conversation where we say, okay, where do you want the dot to be? What do you think you want your prototype to be? Then we can have a much different conversation about, okay, what are the implications of the dot being that location? Because sometimes people want, they just put the dot right in the middle, right? They want it all. 
So with a small budget, they want, you know, the full breadth of the features, they want it to look fantastic, and they wanted actually some, some working code. Um, but that might not be achievable, for example, given their budget, or given just how flushed out even the feature set is. So it's really important to kind of understand where you want to be within the triangle and understand the implications for that, for how that prototype is actually going to help you meet your business goals or your stakeholder goals when you end up with a prototype that comes out of having the dot in that location. So this triangle concept, I think, is a fantastic tool for people just to even visualize um, and map out their priorities. Uh, in terms of, you know, where they want to be investing in a product and really taking a minute to think about what it is they actually need to achieve what they've set out to achieve. Um, like at the end of the day, is visual design really that important uh, to achieve your business goals? Maybe it's not. So I love this concept. Um, perhaps you can just dive into like how people can use this concept and apply it uh, to create more successful prototypes? Like what would be step one to start using this? So step one is start by identifying why you're creating this prototype and for whom. So that's the first thing you do. Um, and if we think of the different stakeholders and end users, you've got business, you've got engineering, you've got the actual end users, um, and they all might have a different understanding of a prototype um, or um, have a heart, uh, have an, a different understanding of what it is you're, you're trying to do with this uh, prototype. So if the goal is to, for instance, um, visualize uh, some a new concept for them, then that would determine um, where you fit within that within that triangle. So, for example, there was a client that we had that had an algorithm. It's really hard to picture what algorithms do, right? And it took different indicators from uh, patients in. Um, uh, in ICU intensive care units or critical care units, which helped predict who was at risk within these units for developing complications um, for things that they that they were currently in there for being for which they were being monitored. So, just as an example, sepsis that's a huge problem in in many ICUs right now. So they wanted to create a prototype to help articulate the product, to get investment, to start designing and developing it, right? So the whole idea behind this prototype was to tell a story around that algorithm and the intention was to pitch it to internal stakeholders. Um, so their target market for their prototype was investors um, internal to the company to fund the product or the project. And then the second step um, after kind of, you know, identifying why you're prototyping and for whom is, okay, what's your ideal desired outcome? <laughs> Once you've got this prototype ready, um, what do you want it to accomplish? And as Lorraine mentioned, they were looking to get um, approval from investors internal to the company. So the prototype really had to illustrate the value that this product could bring to the hospital by predicting these complications, or I can give the example of sepsis, in advance of their onset um, so that the care team could stop 
um, what was going to happen before it happened to improve both patient outcomes and to decrease hospital costs. So understanding that that's their goal, that can then really help in terms of the desired outcome, that can really help frame what it is you want to illustrate within the prototype, knowing that that's what you're hoping to achieve in the end. So building from that, as Jennifer just said, framing is really important. So step three then is what is your primary goal? How do we want to frame the uh, prototype? Um, and so things to keep in mind is that you want to illustrate enough of the product to demonstrate the value of the high level functionality of the product. Um, and in this case, the, the example that we've used throughout, how it would facilitate the decision-making process for a remote nursing command center um, and specifically the staff in the, um, in the ICU. So again, being able to frame it, tell a story um, uh, in terms of the value of what it can do for all these different stakeholders. Um, the prototype was not based on functioning code. It was created using a, a designer's um, prototyping tool in this case because the idea was to visualize something and tell a story around it. And sometimes there's other things to consider as a part of it. So in this example, um, as Lorraine mentioned, the investors were internal to the company. So they already knew that the algorithm was going to work in the way they expected to predict the possible complications. So they didn't need to prove that as a part of this prototype. They didn't need to be a technical proof of concept. But if it had been a different scenario, maybe with external excuse me, investors, maybe it would have had to take a different path so this prototype could actually prove that the product is going to be technical feasible, technically feasible and actually um, show that it would work and it could do the prediction based on the vitals it was getting from the patients that were being monitored. And I'll add one more point. Um, uh, one more thing to consider is that um, prototyping doesn't just apply to screen-based products or services, right? Prototyping can be used as a proof of concept for multimodal um, products, including voice, so conversational design, as we refer to it, um, but also physical products um, and services around those uh, physical products. Um, but it could also be used to prototype workflow processes in physical environments. So those are some other things to consider as well. Awesome. Well, thanks guys for uh, speaking uh, with me today about this topic. I know, you know, there's a, a lot of product managers out there right now who are uh, definitely stressed and are feeling the heat to make sure that like you said, Lorraine, all that they're making smart product decisions at the end of the day. And I think when it comes to prototyping, um, they want to be just as careful too. You know, they want to make sure that they're making smart decisions when it comes to creating prototypes that at the end of the day are going to help them achieve what they're trying to achieve. Uh, so thank you very much for joining us. Mm -hmm.